Welcome to Lack of Focus, an X-Wing Miniatures Game podcast, brought to you by Dice 8 Productions. Hello everyone and welcome once again to another episode of Lack of Focus, episode 68. What the heck, Craig? I am your host, Ed Horn, and alongside me tonight, one Mr. Sean Dorsey. Sean, how's it going, my friend? Good, and I feel like I've been here before. I feel like I've done this before. Yeah, there's some some weird deja vu thing going on. Alongside us as well, of course, is our producer extraordinaire, one Mr. Chris Sheriff. Chris, how's it going, my friend? Extraordinarily bad producer, maybe. <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily blame... All right, so here's the in-joke, of course. This is now the second time we're going to be recording this episode. We recorded probably the best episode we've ever ever recorded like it's it was pure it wasn't even podcast gold it was podcast platinum um and unfortunately uh we record this over discord and craig's recording software decided to shit the bed and we lost the entire episode so we're re-recording this on a saturday <laughs> yay, yay. But, yeah <laughs> it's the same level of enthusiasm we're all on this one so the, the main uh of course on this one they're going to be covering over like the stuff we're looking forward to in 2021 uh the stuff that we've been doing since the holidays kind of cover all the things and exciting stuff we got for christmas and what we've been doing and all of that fun stuff so let's just get right into flight deck so if i do recall correctly the only person who had any x-wing whatsoever to discuss was you chris so what have you been doing lately my friend yeah, well, we um, we not played any X Wing, but there was some uh, stuff to chat about. Cause one of my friends had been posting on Facebook about um, what you'd be running if you were going to a regional now, because in Calgary, the last few regionals I'd run were always in January. So um, yeah, we we had a bit of a chat, and um, I it did a what would you run in hyperspace and because i'm a moron i decided i'd try and do a scum hyperspace list because i hate myself <laughs> your, your mean, wish I, changed a little they've they've kind of removed a few things from hyperspace for your yeah list. all of the stuff that i would normally put in a scum list <laughs> um so i mean i i went through it ship by ship but obviously there's no surprises anymore <laughs> well not for you guys, for the listeners, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, for the listeners, absolutely. They have no idea what this list is. So the first ship I put in was um, Fenro, because I still can. Right? They still let me. Um, 68 points, still still good, but no upgrades because the uh, the talents just didn't, didn't feel that good. I almost put Daredevil on him, but even then I was like, nah, you're okay. If it was like with stupid B-Wings where he gets to focus and then do it, but yeah, it was fine. So yeah, Fenro, um, just with nothing. Then I went for Han Solo in the, Vul- the Scum Falcon. Ooh. Yeah, with Lando's winning Falcon title, triple zero and BT-1, so that he can try and stress them to activate the extra attack dice or gain extra tokens and extra mods and all of that fun stuff. And then we went with Lando Calrissian because extra mods for hand shots seem good. And um, yeah, it can pop out, coordinate Ben and jump back in, you know, all the good stuff. Absolutely. And then we uh, we had a decent chunk of points left. So I was like, oh, what can I have for a filler ship? And I went for Nom Lom because... <laughs> 
Why wouldn't you? I mean, I suppose a good thing about ruining two and a half hours worth of recording is that when I say that he's got nine health for 38 points, that's 100% correct. I, I don't get it wrong this time. <laughs> we don't have to fact check you in mid-show. In, in mid, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I'm still going to repeat my same point uh, that I, I said in that in the previous version of this show, in that it, it shows you that I think that the poor Jumpmaster 5000, I genuinely feel like if there is an example of a ship that got hit way too hard with the nerf bank, it's definitely that ship, because it's basically unplayable, although you make very good points for wanting to run that. I mean, at 38 points for 9 points of health, it's coming in at a really low initiative. Its whole job is just to gum up the works. That's it. That's the only reason why it's there. Yeah. Yeah, that's its only job. I think I'm still back and forth and on whether I'd move triple zero onto nom one instead of on Han just to spread those points out a little bit more because Noms, I like the idea is obviously you want to use him for blocking. So he's going to be up in the face anyway. And if he's bumping into them, he's not going to get his own action. So he benefits a little bit more than Han might from being given a calculate because most people aren't going to take the stress when it gives Han an extra attack dice as well. So I, I think that that's probably what I would look at is the only change I would make is I'll, I'm just going to do it now. It's really easy, isn't it? <laughs> just switch it over. We yeah. had talked about, like, there were some potential upgrades. Because, I mean, the one of the things that kind of stands out in that particular list is the fact that, like, Fenrir is basically naked. He has no upgrades whatsoever. And you've got, like, a seven or eight-point bid, correct? Yeah, a seven-point bid, and Fen's got nothing. But the main thing about it was obviously that like, the only thing the list has to do is get Fen into the end game, like, undamaged. There's that many other things to be worrying about that I think that's a pretty easy task. Like, well, you've got Finn, people, you've got Han, and then, oh, by the way, you've got this gigantic large base ship going into the low initiative that just keeps slamming into things and gumming up all the works. Yeah, and like, Lando can undock from the Falcon, coordinate, and then like, you just ram him back into Han the next turn and redock. It's fine. Yep. Like, you. You don't have to use him as that kind of just fueling the extra shields. You can get him get it out to do coordinations early and then put him back in once you need some mods on hand later. Um it's only twenty nine points. I four I don't know, I feel like it would be a fun list to play and like you've got you've got pieces that can do work, but I'm always worried when like three of the ships are only two attack die, but then Fenro has got like a million, so it's fine. Yep. Well, and there's a there's a boatload of uh, hit points to go through as well, too. So it's not just. I mean, yeah, they they are only two attack dice, but one of them rotates his arc um, every time someone yeah. shoots at him. If they're wasting shots firing into him, oh no, they're not shooting at Fenro. Um, so I think the way it would go in most games is that people will focus Han because I want to plan on making it hard to get to Fen and people won't shoot at Nom because it's annoying. So uh, he's going to be blocking things and denying actions and just being in the way until he gets annoying enough that you have to shoot him. And then Han can hopefully run away or like, you know, even if Han dies, have it. So he's 53 points now that I've moved. Uh, triple zero over. So uh, if you get him down to half points, it's not that much. And, you know, 
make it difficult. I think that's the entire thing. You just make it difficult for them to close out points and hope that you do enough damage to win on time. I don't think you table someone with this list. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, well, you never know. No. Unless they park like range one through an asteroid and take stress so that Han gets a four dice, a five dice attack on you. Well, the other... Two, the two other... normally through a rock, uh, stressed. Range the one, other yeah. side is if you get really good with your guesses on where they're going to be going and Nam is doing a, an amazing job of blocking, stripping tokens off and actions, and then all of a sudden you've got Fen and Han just lighting ships up that are completely tokenless. I mean, it could happen. Yeah, I, I'm not... I would never say it's impossible to table this because, you know, people just fly off tables. It's fine. <laughs> but, back back whatever you could decloak off the board and you may do that in a store championship and then have to fight your way back because you're an idiot and decloaked Whisper off the board. Not that I know anybody that did that. I ended up winning that store championship just for the record. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, round, round two. I, I, the mats were cut straight. I'm, I, 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 it's my own fault. It is my own fault. I will take ownership of it. But when you're standing straight and you've measured it straight and I'm like, I know that I can decloak to the right and hard one in and you decloak right and all of a sudden the board ships off the board. You're like, well, shit. <laughs> it's not hard. like, no. Nah. Anyway, it is what it is. It is yeah. <laughs> not bitter. Not at all. I still no, managed well. to win that. That's but we good. had talked, we, where, so where the conversation ended up going uh, for this one was like, this is kind of the time frame that we would be getting into the, like, the competitive season be ramping up again. Um, one of the things that I really love that FFG did, obviously it's kind of changed and we're not really sure what um, Atomic Mass Atomic Games Mass. is going to be doing. Yeah. Um, but this was store championship season. So like you'd be ramping up to store championships and you'd be going from store to store. And some of my, uh, it, my son and I just had recently had a conversation uh, about X-Wing and the stuff that he was talking about, it wasn't necessarily the games that we were playing. It wasn't necessarily about, you know, who he played or what list he played or any of that. The stuff that he remembered was, Hey, do you remember that time we drove three hours to go all the way to Ohio to go play in that hole in the wall, uh, store championship and that that was the fun stuff it was the the journey there the journey back the camaraderie with all the folks that you were there with um that's the that's the stuff that i genuinely genuinely miss and i yeah. know i know there is an online thing going on i know there are people playing on you know tts or they're playing on uh, on vassal but i just don't feel like that that's the same i don't feel it's the same thing i mean yeah. i applaud those who are continuing the competitive meta like it's i'm i'm not trying to knock Dion and the rest of the groups that are doing their stuff. Uh, I'm not. I think I think those are the guys that are going to continue this to keep moving on if, you know, Atomic Mass oh, games... It's one of those things where it's like just the reasons for playing, and my reason for playing isn't to compete against other people in front of the computer. So yes. I've not played that much. I, I do want to play some Vassal games, but I don't want to play... I don't plan on allocating time to, you know, make sure I'm not getting rusty at playing X-Wing. I'd rather just do other things. I, I've been playing Beat Saber and trying to not be a fat mess. It's been good. Yeah, um, it's just, I, I get myself an echelon bike. You get yourself Beat Sabers. You're like, yep, that's how I'm... Uh, I, I wish I could do that. I wish I could use that as my exercise one. Instead, I have to sit there and sweat my ass off on that bike. And I don't care how long I've been sitting on that thing. My butt still gets sore every time I'm sitting on that thing. <laughs> Like, why can't uh, they design a comfortable bicycle seat? Like, seriously. <laughs> as, much, as much as I paid for that damn thing, like, you would have thought at least my butt wouldn't get sore on that thing. But alas, it is what it is. 
Generally, I did, 12, I did 12 miles today. 12 miles. I've done like 25 minutes worth of Beat Saber. No, 20 minutes worth of Beat Saber. I'm gonna, I need to finish my block because I've got like it set. So I'm supposed to do a set amount of calories and stuff every day. And I haven't managed to do a total for a week yet just because I've been all my head's been all over the place. But we'll, yeah, more we'll on that later, you know. Yeah, we'll get it we'll get into that. Um so other than that, Christmas has been really good. We uh, Evie was just the right age this year where it was really good fun. Um she was really excited to open the presents, but it wasn't really about what was in the presents. So because uh, for her birthday this year, she wanted when she opens up then she went to stop and play with it. Oh, and I was yeah. like, no, no, open the next thing. But then for um, for Christmas this year, it was just literally just wanted to open everything, open presents for Jill, open my presents, you know, <laughs> just wanted to open presents. So that was really good to see. It didn't really matter it's, what it's it was. It's the fascination of paper. Yep. Yeah. I have totally allowed that to happen. Like, I didn't open a single thing this year. The, kid, the kids, because it's just, you're right. It's just that magic of opening a present. Ooh, what's in it? Doesn't matter what's in it. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, it's been, like I said, been really good in that regard. And then I said I sold. Um, I so last year I bought a laptop to go take to all the events and everything, which obviously didn't really end up being a thing. Thanks, so I, I sold that, and um, yeah, it it wasn't great, but you know, um, I got enough back on that, so I paid off like some extra onto a credit card. And um, had enough to buy the um, the Oculus Quest Two. <laughs> That's where the Beat Savers come in. Yeah. Um, then yeah, that, that was that. So we've been Jill had a play with it as well and enjoyed it, which is good. Um, what else? I feel like I did other stuff. I can't. I didn't get as much painting done as I wanted to because I'm still doing this damn Nurgle. I was actually doing Nurgle stuff while I was waiting for it to be six o'clock for us to do recording. I've got six Terminators that are halfway done and one Chaos Ward, and then that commission's finished, and I can't wait. I just want to put it in a box and mail it to him, just be done with it. They didn't even get an update on the FAQ to increase them to three wounds for the Terminators. Oh, the, new, the new book comes out next week, or oh, in two weeks. The pre-orders went up today. So. I know, for Death Guard, yeah, that's, I know. That's why I just have to get this army finished so that it's done, because I don't want to still be working on it for him to go, oh, I want this new unit, and yeah. then I get sucked into doing more. I'm done. No more. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because well, I've actually bought some. Uh, was it the uh, Space Marine Heroes box set? Ooh, that's a good box set. I like that one. Yeah, you were. It's like the blind packs of. Um, uh, there's a Nurgle one for um, CZ, Series Three or whatever it's called, and um, I picked that up. And because um, if you buy the full stack, you get all six models. But then I found out that there's actually a seventh model that is only in the Japanese paint set. So I, um, I ordered a paint set from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I have my seven Nurgle Plague Marines. So I was like, this will be a nice... Just Because I've been trying to think of cool painting articles I can try and do this year. I want to do one a month. So I, that'll be one I can like, put in the in there. I've got the one for January. I've still got to actually write up a Nurgle Demon one, which I've already sent, shown you guys the pictures of. Um, then I've got um, a, Luke, a Luke Skywalker to paint for someone. 
I've got some um, cyberpunk red figures to paint for people. Um, you know, I've got some Sisters of Battle to paint for people. I'm so excited when those get started. Yeah, I plan on actually um, like starting up. But well, yeah, you need to send me a list. I want you to send me an army list so that I can just build the weapon options. I don't want to just build random stuff. That's my big fear. I told you, my chicks dig melter guns, man. Yeah, but that's when I build you all melters and it's like 70 points over. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I'll yeah. find a way to work it around. I don't care. So I can say I, I legitimately haven't built an army list for it. The Sisters of Battle represent the Adeptus Sororitas. Um, represent a very different army for me. Um, in that the reason why I'm collecting them is not necessarily for their playability or how good they are on the tabletop. I just really love the lore. Yeah. So the only reason I want them is because I want to be able to feel that very fluffy. Like, all right. So admittedly, all of my 40k um, time frame has always been spent in the competitive meta. So I always tend to play a more competitive army and lore kind of gets sprinkled in there so like for example my space marine chapter the sons of steel do not have any primaris marines in them because they don't trust them so uh when i bought my indominus box set which is right there behind me i was like well what the hell am i going to do with these primaris marines and the only logical solution that i could come up with on that was well they're their own chapter they have to be their own chapter and i just love the idea of painting purple primaris marines because you know belisarius call he, he would never use traitor gene seed at all when creating primaris marines not at all by the way avenging sun i just finished that book i forgot to mention that in the previous cut on this one that was the book that i wanted to read don't get me wrong yeah. the other the other book that i had read uh the uh, previous to that in the more modern um uh, what's going on with the Primaris Marines kind of books. It was good, but it was bolter porn. This one really got into the nuts and bolts of what was going on in the background and the intrigue and like the distrust for Belisarius Call. But it, it basically follows Robert Gilliman the whole way through, you know, the unveiling of the Primaris Marines and the, the launching the Anonymous Crusade. It was such a good book. I really enjoyed that, which definitely made me wonder like, all right, now I've got to paint my purple primaris marines and they're going to be one of the ones that are their own separate chapter and they're just guarding a particular section during the indominus campaign but yeah to get more back onto it it was the sisters of battle are just there just for the fluff because i love love the fluff um, all right that's fine then i'll uh, i'll just build what i want to build and then you can be stuck with it yeah no it's the it, genuinely it's fine like I mean, how many options are there like legitimately like the the sisters the battle sisters come with a sergeant and then they get one heavy weapon, which I'm going to hope for is usually going to be a melted gun. And then what else is in there? The, the rep- heavy rep- flamers, melted guns, heavy bolters. Yep. I mean, unless heavy you want to go as far as the magnetize them, but I wouldn't ask you to do that. No, Especially no. not on 28, not, not, they're not even 20 millimeter, they're 30 millimeter, 32 millimeter scale. Not on that scale. Like if you were going to magnetize Terminators, okay, I get that. You're going to magnetize a Dreadnought or something bigger, a tank. Oh, I, I'd, I totally I'd magnetize that. it, but I'd charge you for doing it, so... Well, well, yeah, I mean, well, the other reason why I don't want you to do it, for magnetizing the, the your your rank and file troops has always seemed silly to me because those are the ones yeah. going to be as far as the GW scaling. Those are going to be the cheapest ones. You can go yeah. like I have. I am definitely guilty of collecting all of the special weapons and just buying one tactical squad to fill out every one of them, so that I have 
five melta gun guys and I have five flamers and I have five missile launchers and five heavy bolter guys because they all all those bits came in there, so I just went out and bought tactical squads to put all of those guys oh. on there. I may have if done I, the same thing. For I can tell you what I did do since we last recorded. Oh, yes. I, I, as in, since we failed to record, I should say, I spent time going through my old photo bucket account, downloading all of my actual pictures because photo bucket's absolute garbage and the interface is terrible. But at the time, it was really good. Like, it was the best thing that was available. Yep, I remember. So I downloading all of my armies and my projects from two. I think the oldest one was two thousand and three up to. Um, I think the newest one would have been twenty twelve before I moved out to Canada. Oh no! In fact, there was some stuff from Cold Lake that I put on. So yeah, like two thousand and fifteen was a bit would be like the newest stuff. Hmm. But, uh, a decade's worth of me painting. Every once in a while, Facebook will toss up that, hey, this is a post you posted like six years, eight years ago, and I'll see stuff that I posted that I had painted, and I'm like, oh, wow, I totally remember doing that. Especially because I sold a lot of the armies as well. It's nice to have those memories. But the thing I realized is that I never have a group, a good quality group shot of the army. So that's what I'm going to start doing more, is when I do stuff, I'm going to try and get them all together and get good pictures of everything like on the table being used. I get it's stuff funny. of like... I was thinking the same thing with like the Space Marines and like my, my neck runs and stuff. I was literally thinking the exact same thing the other day. Yeah. See, I, I was talking about my Tomb Kings time with people like a while ago. I've got pictures and I go through and I look at them and, and I do have pictures, but it's all like pictures are taken as I've finished a step on my painting desk and like a unit's done, but it's like just on my painting desk and all of the, the mug and all my paints are all behind mm-hmm. them. And yeah. So like, oh, oh, oh. Like, especially now that I'm using like a light box for all my new pictures. So yeah, I don't know. I need to uh, make sure I do that because it's a shame. I don't have a lot of pictures of some of the armies. I spent a lot of time on. And actually spent time on the table with them, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that's what I'll just I'll roll into all the uh, the fun part of my story, you know. Um, so then um, New Year's Eve, Jill was working overtime because neither one of us really cares about New Year, and the um, the car broke down when she was moving it closer to a hospital for her evening uh, portion of her shift. So we had to sort out um, towing for uh, on a New Year's Eve, which was. Uh, surprisingly painless to be honest i expect it'd be a lot worse um but they um uh, initially with the people who helped will push it to the side of the road for it was the timing belt which would have been terrible uh because that, that potentially trashes your engine it just but bangs then the, around there until it rips everything up yeah, yeah. then the um the mechanic who like, the guy driving the tow truck said oh it's probably just your starter don't worry about it so I got the tools out on the Saturday after New Year's and had a play around and like tested the battery to make sure it was pumping out enough juice and all of that and like couldn't get any joy. So then we had to get it towed again on the Monday when the garage opened to take it to a garage. And then they said, yeah, it's a timing belt and your engine's destroyed. So um yeah, that was fun. Fun and engaging, you know, times to be alive. Um how do, you, how do you want to start 2021? Do you want to start by having to give the garage $7,000? No? Oh, well, unlucky. Just oh, unlucky, isn't it? Oh, well, because that's what you're doing. Yeah. But I was uh, the, the highlight of the story, though, 
was um, the guide we'd taken it to, Jill found a 10% off coupon. And it was like, just ran through, you know, the like the Walmart special $15 printer, kind of just massive bulk, like crappy uh, discount thing. And it said on it, uh, 10% off all parts and labor. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure you expected this to get used on an oil change, but let's test the waters. <laughs> um, so uh, when we were deciding whether we were going to buy a brand new engine or try and find a used one, I was like, I do have a 10% off coupon that we got out of this box. Are you going to honor that on this job? Uh, so the uh, woman on the phone had to like put, call me back after she'd spoken to the owner. And it was like, oh, it's all fine. It's, it's all good. So uh, immediately I drove to them and handed them the coupon so that I can't lose it. <laughs> you could probably find it online somewhere, but I no, totally I, get it's not because it's not like a chain. It, well, it's, it's, it's weird because it's like a Cochrane Institute is garage kind of thing. But then... Um, it was definitely because I think we got it in a, a, Co- a Cochrane community box or something. Uh, every couple of months, they they do like a box of stuff that you can put your name down for, and they'll send out however many they have. And it's got like samples from different businesses and all of that kind of stuff. You know, get a free bar of homemade salt, all the good stuff. And Joe's been uh, putting down for that. And because those ones and Cochrane have been doing like Cochrane's awesome, especially for like families. They've been doing um like kids' boxes where they'll send stuff out and it's just activity boxes. So they'll be like um like we, uh, it was a hot glue gun and glue sticks and um popsicle sticks and like to make um sleighs to hang on your Christmas tree. But Aww. like send like, a free a five dollar hot glue gun, but it was like it's still free. Like just stuff to do with the kids in the house because COVID. Um, so I put our names down for a few of those and everything. But yeah, it was in one of these like Cochrane community boxes. So I, they definitely had a, a whip round of what can we fill these boxes up with. And the garage had obviously put in a 10% off coupon. So I was like, yep, I'm in. I'm sold. Let's so, go. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm disappointed. Though, I was hoping we would have had the car yesterday and still no phone call. So I don't know whether that's good news or bad news, because I'm pretty sure if the price was going up, they'd bored me to tell me mm-hmm. that something had happened. Whereas in, if they've not said anything, I assume that the price isn't going up. So it's just I don't taking, know a little, taking a little bit longer to get done. Yeah. Oh. Well, we'll see. We will see. I, it just means it's another day, like Monday when Jill goes to work, I can't go and do anything with Evie. Which is good because I was saying to Sean, I haven't actually prepped all the D and D stuff for Monday yet, other than getting uh, surprise characters introduced. How I'm going to do that? So, well, that'll be fun. Yeah, oh, that's me. That's my life. All right, Sean. How about you? What have you been doing recently? Um, no X-wing. Um, been <clears throat> um, kind of had a quiet Christmas. Had a quiet New Year's. Um. My son got me the Lego Razor Crest for Christmas, which was cool. Spoiler alert! Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I bought a I bought a uh, a computer, but then today my son and I spent pretty much all day moving it from one case to a new case, and then 
um, upgrading power supply and some other stuff um, for it. So I really haven't done a whole lot. Unfortunately, kind of like Chris, I had some bad stuff happen over that, that time frame. Um, on the 29th, my oldest cat passed away. Uh, Aww. And it sucked because it, that was the day we got almost five inches of snow. So I had to put him in a box and set him outside for two days till the point where we could get out on New Year's Eve. We were able to bury him out by my garden. And then on the 9th, which was literally a week ago today, my 10-year-old cat, his uh, kidneys and liver failed, which he was going through that, I guess, for a while, but he never showed signs or symptoms of it. And so I had to put him to sleep last Saturday. So, oh, God, that's awful. So it kind of has been a, a pretty, pretty insane couple weeks when it comes to that stuff. But, you know, with with all the negatives, you know, there are positives with it and stuff. So I've been rearranging my house now that I don't have those guys to where I can. I don't know how you want to put it. Just make it so that it's more gamer friendly, I guess. Um I'm going to put up my alpha table. I got it Nova a few years ago, and but I have to move stuff around so that I have the space for it. And, but, you know, other than that, it's been quiet, which is nice. I like quiet. I like quiet and easy. Those are the two things I like. So, But it's been quiet. It's been pretty pretty mellow around here um, other, than, uh, other than losing my cats, which just sucked. I knew that my oldest cat was going to pass at some point in the near future. Because he had had some health issues and kind of he'd run the run the gamut of what we could do for him. So he, uh, you know, but it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully next time we have a show, I'll be on the new computer and be able to, and I'll be back on camera for you guys. Um, I just I don't like stressing this computer that much with the camera. It doesn't always work well, so. <laughs> Um, but you know, other than that, it's, you know, not too bad. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Um, nah, not really. i like I said, I, I was glad it was just quiet and, and pretty much your, um, your book, Sean, that, that was, a yes, fun story. yes, yes, yes. So I always forget this cause, but, <laughs> it was uh, ages ago now. yeah, I know it seems like it, doesn't it? Um, after one of our D and D sessions, I was talking to somebody about uh, who works at a game store about cyberpunk and how much I love the old cyberpunk 2020 game. And my son had been talking about getting the new cyberpunk red and, and all that. And so I was talking to somebody after that and, Oh, we might have some. And so in, in the end I ended up spending about 300 320, 350, something like that. I can't remember with shipping to get everything from Canada down here and got a whole bunch of cyberpunk 2020 stuff and uh, bought all the, the figures that were available in that store for the cyberpunk red. And someone's going to paint them up for me, which is really cool. Um, Cause he's a badass. Yep. Yep. And he'll do an awesome job. It'll be so cool. So I was able to get all that and kind of went against my uh, rule of not purchasing old old games anymore um but then of course they had some gamma world stuff too <laughs> so you know it, it i've is, never given myself that damn rule <laughs> <laughs> well it's a rule that's you know meant to be broken so you yeah, know. exactly i'm legitimately like, so 
Uh, we'll get to mine in, in a few moments, but I've made a rather large purchase that uh, I need to start paying a little few things off before I can start. But I intend to ask Chris about the uh, if he has any of the D6 West End Games Star Wars stuff sitting in their store that's probably sitting there. That it's definitely some. So I might ask for pictures just to see, just to see what you've got. There's a few other books <laughs> I want to use to kind of fill out my collection. So I'm excited. They, they arrived and I still haven't gone through them yet. Uh, was busy with work this week and everything, but, uh, but they have a four day weekend and the computer is mostly built so I can use it. And, um, and then I'll be uh, perusing some books from uh, some cyberpunk and maybe developing a, a nice cyberpunk campaign. So that's about it for me, though. What's that? So that that's about it for me. Yeah. Well, that's, Sean, that's enough. Yeah, condolences on your your pets. Um, we lost a cat the uh, day before the election, actually, in November, uh, when my wife and I first started dating many, 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 many moons ago. Um, the first year we were dating, we got these two cats, and there's they were still here as of 2020. Those cats were 18 years old, but we lost the one in March, and then we lost the other one uh, in November of the same year. So it's actually kind of weird not having cats in the house, having gone through 18 years of having them. We have dogs. For those who have not heard them uh, occasionally break in whenever we're recording, uh, we have the dogs, and those have been kind of a new addition. But yeah, like not having cats in the house has just been really bizarre. So I, I, I can sympathize. Yeah, it actually is. It's it's really because one of my cats was basically a dog. The the ten year old cat, he was he was basically a dog, and you know begged and but he had been astray at one point in his life, so he was a a rescue and and some other stuff with him and um, but yeah, it is it's 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 weird to go to cook dinner and not have you know not have cats around my feet and just all those types of things. It's just it's really weird. It's it's weird because. You know, it's such a strange change. I had Loki for 16, almost 17 years. And then Cass I had gotten about two and a half years ago from a friend of mine. And, you know, he was just, he was the coolest cat ever. And, you know, I literally, after Loki passed, because um, Loki had some other issues too, I was rearranging the whole house so that, it, you know, it was just Cass and I. And he would, you know, I built a bed for him right next to me. So when I'm on the computer and, he can just hang out up here with me and everything. And then that happened. And then it's just like, you know, oh, crap, it's really quiet. The first few days are really bad. It's just I don't even know how to describe it. But I've gotten it's gotten better, you know, just slowly but surely it's 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 progressing better. And I'm getting used to the to the idea that, you know, it's, you know, I don't have cats. I'm not getting any more pets either. So I'll just have to have to get used to that and will and, you know. Well, it becomes a way of life, like legitimately, like as crazy as those dogs drive me and as crazy as sometimes the cats could be if they made my, I don't know about your cats. My cats were always like, Hey, you haven't, you were supposed to clean the litter box like 45 minutes ago. So you didn't. So now I'm going to pee on this rug over here just to kind of remind you that you need to do that. There were days of course that I was like, Oh God, why did I ever do this? Why? Why? But <laughs> they were outweighed by the, I'm sitting down watching TV and a cat wants to hop up on your lap and they want to be loved on and they just want you to pet them. And yeah, like it's, it's, Dogs are fun. Dogs are nice. It, they're not the same as cats. They are not. No. Yeah. No. Those are the things that I miss. Are you know? Are the ideas that you know? 
just out of the blue, they'll come and jump up on you and, you know, just hang out with you. I, I really miss that. But like I said, it's something I'll get used to and, and you know, life life has to continue on. So, but it was a pretty crappy, you know, 12 days there with all of that. And then subsequently last week was not a good week overall. Um just, you know, because of that and missing them and, you know, but, you know, I, I, no more litter box cleaning, you know. Yeah, that, they're right. So you know, there, not, there are positives. Not, yeah, not that I would ever say that there are positives, but eh, I don't miss that. I'm not going to lie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. So, All right, Sean, I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook here on this one. So what have I done? So I had a very similar Christmas. We have four kids. It was, we have, I have to see, careful how loud I say this, because there are still ones that we have some that are, it's still magical for, and some that it's not. Um, so that was still fun. That was so enjoyable to be able to do this. The kids got spoiled rotten, as we tend to do every single year. Um, myself, I had asked for things for Christmas in the hopes and anticipation that maybe this COVID-19 thing would have gone away. And I had all these plans for the tail end of 2020 of having folks over to the house and playing 40K. And I've got models that are up there that are in different stages of being painted and prepared to go. And of course, none of that happened. But one of the things I got for Christmas, um, this is a completely unprompted and unpaid for promotion. I ended up getting a, a fat mat from the uh, recent, the guys over at uh, Frontline Gaming, um, so that I have this nice little mat whenever I'm laying down for playing games of 40K. You can just roll it out. It's cut to the right size for 9th edition. It looks beautiful. They're like basically like gigantic X-Wing mats. Just imagine like the epic size ones and just a little bit wider. Um, so that was fantastic. And I took it out and looked at it and then, cool, rolled it back up and said, Someday, someday I'm going to be allowed to have people over to the house. Uh, I I had taken a significant amount of time off towards the end of the, end of the year. Uh, my it, it turns out when there's no place to go during COVID and you can't really take a vacation. And my idea of vacation is not really just sitting at home. Like we, we as a family like to go places. Like we were supposed to go to uh, Vancouver this year. We were supposed to go to Yosemite this year. I think we had a third like little weekend trip of uh, a camping trip that we were supposed to do. And none of that happened. So I got towards the tail end of the year and my boss kindly, but firmly informed me that I have way too many vacation days. And the way that the PO system works where I work, it, if I don't spend some of these, I'm going to lose them. So I should take some time off. So that's what I did for the end of the year. Uh, I think uh, starting the week of Christmas, I think I had over the course of 16 days leading up until uh, New Year's, I had uh, of 16 days, I think I was at work two and a half of them. So like I came in on a Wednesday and then the Thursday before Christmas and the Thursday before New Year's, we always get let home, let to go home early. And I kind of knew that going in. So I like three days of those 16 days, I actually work and the rest of them. I, it was, it was really good for me to be perfectly honest with you. It hadn't really dawned on me how much COVID had really affected me. Cause I, I think I know I've mentioned this before. I think that, um, Overall, from a from a family perspective, it's been a challenge, but I think our family has kind of adopted well. Uh, my wife was already working from home with her position and what she was doing for two years prior to COVID. So legitimately, from a work perspective, nothing changed for her. It was a challenge um, in March when our kids got sent home from school and they haven't gone back 
physically. Uh, we have uh, two of my oldest are type 1 diabetics. That they're a little bit higher risk, so we're not really running the risk. I'm fortunate enough that our school district, they basically distributed Chromebooks for all the kids. And they're basically running a parallel program where the kids who are in school and they and them, they're in the classroom with a webcam. They can see everything, raise questions and ask. So they've just been going to school online the whole time. It just didn't really – and then for me, of course, my, my place of work, like half the time I'm at work and half the time I'm in the office. So like I'm three on and two off every other week. So it, my point is, is it didn't really dawn on me how stressed out I was by that. And to be able to just wake up whenever the hell I felt like and not have to think about work and not really do work and just kind of sit down and just – play video games squadrons came out with the tie defender i had to sit down and play with that and that was fun and like even like getting ready for christmas wasn't nearly as stressful as it had in the years past because i wasn't doing anything like i had nothing to worry about in work wasn't trying to squeeze stuff in and i had given myself projects this whole time to do one of the things i had asked for uh I, i felt that it was my wife has been looking around at the retro game collection I had stacks and stacks of games on my old Nintendo games, on my old Atari games, and I was working on my Sega Genesis collection. I was getting ready to start the the uh, the Super Nintendo up and began to recognize how much space that was taking, and it was kind of stressing her out. And she was like, she just kept like looking at stuff like, is it like like this is a thing? This is a thing we're doing now. So to kind of help alleviate that, I'd asked for a a Raspberry Pi for Christmas because for multiple reasons, a it was going to allow me to run Retro Pie on it, and I can play all my old games the way that I want them to, and then. I can get rid of some of the clutter out of the house. My wife always, uh, once or twice a year, goes to her her purge, where she wants to purge all the things out of the house. And this was kind of fun because it was a neat little techie thing for me to do. I hadn't touched Linux in a really, really long time. And of course, nothing worked the first, as soon as I got it. So I had to spend days and days tinkering with it and toying with it. I finally, finally have it in a position where if I turn it on and it works and everything plays, it's fantastic. Uh, the little case I got for the Raspberry Pi actually looks like a little Nintendo and little door opens and there's little, you know, miniature carts in there that can store an SSD for even more ROMs that you can put on it. It's great. It's, it's a ton of fun. Bluetooth controller. I, I went, I went a little bit crazy with it. I had, I had a ton of fun with that. Um, and then right after Christmas, we started getting word that the uh, the U.S. government was going to be doing a second wave of uh, COVID relief, and we were encouraged strongly to spend that money. We didn't really need anything because it was post-Christmas. We I don't know how anyone else does everything. My wife and I have always done a credit union, so I send a little bit of money every one of my paychecks for Christmas. So whenever Christmas came along, everything was paid for, so that kind of worked out for us. So I was, I'd been thinking the computer that we had had – uh, we had made built probably about three or four years ago, was beginning to show its age. Uh, my oldest is getting way more into PC gaming. He's not nearly having as much fun on the PlayStation with his friend. He really wants to start to be playing some more of the PC games. Um, he's also gotten very interested. He's taking a video editing uh, class right now in school. And he's having a ton of fun with it. Uh, so much so to the point that he thinks that that might be something he wants to make, migrate into as a career at some point in time. Um, is the video editing and all the cool stuff that you can do in there. So one of his Christmas presents we got him was a subscription for Adobe Pro. Or, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The Adobe Creative Suite. Thank you. Premiere Pro. Yeah, Premiere Pro is the word I was looking for. Um, so he ended up getting um, Premiere Pro, and we put it in that computer, and it just it ran like a dog on that computer. And for those tech files that are that are, it's an old you know AMD. RX six core. I mean, it had you know 16 gigs of RAM and it had a four gig video or a two gig video card, but 
that software is really taxing on those older, older PCs. So it already had a, a bug in my brain to start thinking, maybe it's time to build a new PC. And then lo and behold, Trumplex come along and I said, honey, how would you feel about building a new computer? And it took a little coaxing. Uh, it, I may have bundled that with the, oh, by the way, I'm going to get rid of all these old games that you don't want around. Like I, I may have, I may have <laughs> sugarcoated that the decision. This well, didn't come out on the last show. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I may have forgotten to mention that. So I may have sugarcoated that. Well, I can get rid of all of this stuff. And so long story short, we went through and decided to build a brand new PC, which we are, re- I'm recording this on tonight. Uh, got a brand new Ryzen 7, 3700X, 32 gigs of RAM, had all kinds of cool stuff in there, but I was struggling with one little thing. And if you know anything about computers right now, you know that finding graphics cards, good graphics cards, is impossible right now. And I happened to be playing D&D with this guy, and I may have mentioned it right before a D&D session or right after a D&D session, and he said, oh, maybe I'll go take a look the next time I'm there. And he may have taken his daughter to go and look at his store and buy one off the shelf, which you can't do in the U.S., and then mail it to me. Um, St. Evie and uh, her page, and the patron saint of uh, RTX graphics card, St. Chris, uh, went out and bought me a graphics card uh, from one of his local store that I paid for. And then he mailed it to me, which I still owe him the PayPal fees. <laughs> Cause somehow I sent him money incorrectly. I don't know how that happened, but long story short, Chris got me a graphics card that you cannot get in the U S and I, it came today, the day that we're recording, it came today and the computer is up and running and all the RGB lights are going and I'm just, I'm in awe, it's a little pretty and I can't wait. So that, that has been, that's been, that's been pretty much my, <laughs> that's been pretty much my, my time since, uh, since Christmas. I had this plan on that 16 day thing. Like I, I had one good day, one good day where it was above 45 degrees and I spent time, I was going to, I built every model that I have for my Necrons, built every single one of them waited for a good day Krylon them i used a different one that hopefully doesn't it doesn't look like it has the same finish as the other one before you know i had this other issue with the other spray paint that i had um that put this weird finish on it so when i went to put the null oil on it all beat it off which was really frustrating to try to just wash a model because it should just go bloom 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 and then you're done but no you're like no stay 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 trying to keep it where it's supposed to be um so we'll see if that one works out but my plan was that i was going to paint every one of my models over that 16 day period and i just i just decompressed that was probably that's probably the best word i spent more time just decompressing and de-stressing over that time frame but i did get a lot done they are painted they are primed they are based i just need to do a little bit of null and oil and some touch-ups and they genuinely are done i'm going to be getting back to those but it's it was just nice to sit, just sit down and relax. Oh, and on a side note, this week I got um, because of the type of work that I do. I do work in the medical field. Is I mean, I work primarily in IT, but we do medical work where I do. Um, I got the first round of the COVID vaccine. Uh, my arm's still a little sore. Other than that, no side effects. I hear that the second shot that I get in. Uh, early February is actually the worst one because that's the one that really ramps you up because this one's just kind of like, this is the prep work. This is just like, all right, this is going to establish the little foundation here and then boom, we're going to hit you with all the RNA. your body going, oh, that protein's going to Yeah, that's interesting. Listen, yeah, no, it's the, the, the RNA that I'm going to be getting in the second shot that's going to be fun. But yeah, no, that was that was kind of it. That was kind of my holiday. That was kind of it. Uh, 
didn't really game a ton. Uh, I had mentioned this and before. I think I may have done it a little bit sappier than I'm going to do it this time because I don't know that I can restore, recreate uh, my thought process on that. The one thing that was the thing that genuinely I looked back on in 2020 that really kind of kept my shit together over the course of the year was the fact that at the very beginning of the of uh, the COVID lockdowns and stuff, we started D and D on Monday nights, and I cannot tell you the amount of time how much I look forward to just sitting down with the guys. And rolling dice, whether it be virtual or not, and some of the and the joking around that we do on that, and the story, and how much fun it is, like that, that legitimately got me through 2020. It was one of the things that genuinely got me through 2020 was Chris running this campaign and just hanging out with the guys over that time frame. So I'm looking forward to continuing to do that. I think that you know, once this COVID thing goes away, I think we should still keep going. <laughs> I don't think that that should go away. I don't plan on stopping until you guys uh, stop turning up. I told you, the, the way the campaign stops is we miss three sessions in a row, <laughs> and then we stop. I'll keep going forever. You might get different characters, but it's fine. Yeah, like I said, the, o- the only thing that I would hope for is like once we finish the quote-unquote cursor... I recognize, that, uh, for those who don't know and don't listen to the D&D show, um, the, the cursor... And there's stru- a new one out today. I actually edited episode Ooh. 17. That. Uh, so you you guys fighting the uh, the scion of Akunaka or whatever it was called the giant oh, spider. Wow. Oh wow! That's how far behind me. Uh, oh wow! Because I'm a terrible person. I'm not going to strip you of your title, producer extraordinary, just yet. You were busy. <laughs> <laughs> but my point being is the only request I was like because I recognize that we're not necessarily playing by the book Curse of Strahd. Uh, we are doing Chris's universe, and Curse of Strahd just happens to be in it. Um, if at any point in time we do just take a break from that story arc, um, I'd l- like, I know Sean had mentioned doing like the Star Wars RPG. I still have the alien RPG stuff sitting on my shelf that I desperately want to break out and try. Like that would be my only request. Like if we ever want to do like a palate cleanse for a couple of sessions to before we b- jump into the next one, that's the only other request that I would have. But yeah, no. So that was, uh, that was about it. Yeah. Oh, it's been, uh, it's been good running D&D. I- I'm learning a lot. I think I'm, I feel like I'm better at it than when we started because that was the first time I ran D&D. Um, Wait, getting that was used... like, like ever? Oh yeah, I've never DM'd D&D before. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, I've only played 5e for like the last three years now, maybe. Well, you sure for no. the hell out of me. I'd have never known. No. I, like, so don't get me wrong. Like, there was some awkwardness to doing it over table to, or doing it over roll twenty. Discord and roll twenties. Um, I find it it's a lot harder to read you guys online because I can't have the cameras up all the time when I, especially when we're in combats and stuff. It's really hard for me because I've got like seven windows open to make sure I've got everything to hand. But it was a few challenges that are different, but yeah, I, I feel like we get there. Well, and that's kind of what I'm getting. So like, even if you need the power, because trust me, I've been in that position of like, I have to run a game. That was one of my least favorite parts. One of my favorite parts and least favorite parts, because as a DM, you love the idea of, I, I always played um, for the most part in the home campaigns. Um, don't get me wrong. I always borrowed pieces. Like I own oodles and oodles of campaign settings behind me. I own the Forgotten Realm stuff, planes, uh, uh, Planescape stuff. One of my favorites was the Dark Sun campaign setting. 
Um, loved all of those, but I always borrowed pieces of that, but we never went to those official worlds. And the reason for it is I just love the idea of the home campaign and the world building. The problem comes in is you then want to play in that world, not run it. So like it, it's, there is a distinct difference between how much fun it is for the DM to run a game and the, as a player to play in the game. Because as a player, I just show up. I, I walk I walk in, log on the Discord, and then boom, hey, did you update your character? Sure. Oh hey, that's it. That's the that's the minimal amount of work to put in. As a DM, there's so much more prep work. Especially with our group, because like where we're at right now in our D D campaign is that there are multiple different directions we can go and Chris needs to know where we're going so he can prepare for it. I think you have an answer to that question, correct? Uh, not really. You guys didn't give me a definitive this is what we want to do. But uh, oh, I'm kind I'll put, of. I'll put that in the. I, I told you what my vote was. My vote was A, I've got this curse thing that I need to get rid of, although Greg kind of intimated that me doing that might not get rid of it. That's that's kind of my primary thing. Like, I need to get rid of that before I do anything else. I want to go and reunite. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't heard it. There are things that we've collected that we're missing one more of. I'd like to go and collect. I think that should be the primary task after that. But I still need, I've got this curse thing I really need to get rid of first. I don't know. Don't make, don't make deals with hags. It's easy. <laughs> I just thought I was being nice. And those you were. Guys were really you, were nice. being, you were being really nice. And yeah. then you threw them away. Yep. And then I threw I, them away. I, oh, yeah. Yes, dear. I will, I will definitely do this favor for you. Garbage. Yep, yep. All right, maybe I'm just a bad person then. <laughs> I mean, that's the equivalent thing of what happened is I said, yes, I'll definitely get this graphics card for you and got it and then installed it in my own computer. <laughs> no, it would have been you threw it away. You know, I just, know. But... Just toss it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, yeah, I got the... Your card's better than mine anyway, isn't it? Um, Mine's only a, a dual... Um, Man, I've got the Asus KO um, dual fan one. So yeah, it's, but still, it's, it's, is it a thirty seventy or is it a thirty eighty? It's a thirty seventy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you guys, you and I basically have the same card then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's uh, so far I'm loving it. Uh, after we are done here recording the show, my intent is to run it through its paces. Um, yeah. Try a few games out and see what it is. I've been watching my before. This has been interesting too. So because the that old computer was blue screening a lot. Like it, we've even, and I've even had to either end D and D sessions or shows where the computer just blue screened and I had to restart. And I was watching the CPU. I've been forming this habit of watching the CPU uh, and memory usage during the course of it. And that thing would usually with discord up and the video, like we have video going on so we can kind of see each other and talk. I'd be hitting an anywhere between 75 and 85% usage on the CPU when I'm doing all this stuff. I'm sitting at six right now. <laughs> And then the CPU is only at 46 degrees, graphics cards at like 50. Like, it's so nice to work. This build was a ground up build, which I have not done in probably a decade. Like, everything's brand new. Because I've always been one of those things like, you'll cannibalize, like, oh, I've got a power supply on this computer I'm not using. You know, I've got some memory in that one, not this one. Everything on here was ground up, even brand new monitors. Everything for the PC was brand new going in. And I've not done that in a really, really long time and i'm so glad i did yeah that's good and then i need to figure out what direction i'm going to with the youtube channel that was the other one that was, it was yeah. gotten kind of, 
so I did a really good one on the last time we talked about it, but long story short, I've gotten to the point where I've done MTG Arena for two years on my YouTube channel, and I'm getting kind of bored with it. Turns uh, out it, me and Chad were right. Magic is terrible. It's not, it has nothing to do with the game. Uh, I'm, I'm just going off what you said. It's fine. What I had said was uh, the way the format that I had done it is like, so I'm doing three videos a week, every single week, and the, basically it's the same formula every single time. Build a deck, show it, play it for three or four games, rinse and repeat. And it's that it's that YouTube treadmill that people talk about all the time, like legitimately gets to the point where like you just don't want to do the same thing over and over and over again. And you get bored with it and you get tired of it and it becomes a bit of a job and it becomes work and you just like, I don't want to. I just don't want to anymore. And that's genuinely where I got to. Like that hit me. It hit me pretty hard right around Thanksgiving where I was just like, I just I just couldn't drag myself to the computer to go and do it. And if you reach that point in content creation, you need to do something different. Because it shouldn't be like that. It should be what you want to have fun with and you're doing with and you just happen to be sharing your experience with uh, the rest of the community kind of thing. So I th I'm going to be taking a bit of a, a break from doing MTG Arena content. I'm going to shift into something completely different. Uh, I intentionally named my YouTube channel Old Guy Gaming for a reason because it doesn't, it doesn't say Old Guy MTG. It says old guy gaming, meaning my intent was that I was always going to do other content that involved PC gaming, just not, you know, not just Magic the Gathering Arena. So I'm going to shift in a completely different direction for a little bit and see how it goes. Uh, play some older games. Uh, I've got I've got I've got this god awful idea of I want to play through every single version of Diablo from beginning to end. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to care, but. I want to do it, and that's it, it'll be something that is more fun for me. I think I might, especially now that we've got a more apt computer for the job, I might stream most of that and then just do cuts on YouTube for it to see how it goes. But Sean had a very profound thing to say at this juncture the last time. Where he's like, "That's that really is what content creation is about. If you don't enjoy it and you're not having fun with it, don't do it." Exactly. And, think, and I'm taking those words of wisdom, and I'm running with them. Yeah, you know, that's the thing is that you you have to broad base yourself, I think, in content creation. Because I watch, you know, people who are like just one game focused and then they're kind of pinned in. And then they're like, well, I want to play another game that half their audience leaves because they've pigeonholed themselves. And it's like, well, if you want to like have fun with it, because, you know, MTG is fun. But I if, if I were ever to do it and one day I may do a streaming channel with my insane way I talk and everything. But if I do it, it's just going to be whatever I want to play. It's not going to be what I want people to watch. It's what I want to play. If people want to watch it, great. If they don't, oh, well, you know, it's up to them to decide that portion of it. But for me, it's, I want it to be something I want to do, you know, and then I'll play my games very badly and, you know, <laughs> And I'll have people in the comments if there are people watching telling me how wrong I am, and I'll continue on playing them poorly because that's how I play games. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Like, legitimately, it's that was one of the downsides of that because, like, there would be weeks, there would be weeks where I've got three more decks I've got to build. There's a new set coming out in two weeks, and I need to throw something up for content. And there are a lot of decks that I put together that. I tossed up that I would probably never play again. They were just together for one time. And that should have, that should have been a red flag for me right there in that. Like when I play my games, when I'm not recording and I'm not in front of a camera, those aren't the decks I'm playing. 
that's not the stuff that I'm doing. I'm doing something completely different. I have my three or four decks and I'm like, oh, I'm going to play this one and play the crap out of this one. And, ooh, this one's doing better in the meta and tweaking that. Like, that's really what I'm doing. But that's not what, you know, folks are tuning in for MTG content or they want to get a new deck idea. They want to go from that. So that's kind of the, the audience that I cater to for two years. Um, but it's I, I've run that into the ground. And the upside is, of course, that I'm gainfully employed. I'm, I'm not in a position where I need to do this for a job. I, I'm dependent on the income or anything like that that comes from those two, like a, a Twitch stream or, you know, the YouTube channel. Like, it's just a hobby. It's always been just a hobby channel for me. So if I decide to shift directions and I lose half the audience, eh, oh, well, it, it's not that big of a deal to me. It doesn't it doesn't impact me that much. It's just for fun. Yeah. And then that's a good, good, good position to be in. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand those folks that have made this their job in their career, content creation. Um, I feel for you because all it takes is you say one wrong thing on a stream one time or you shift to a different focus and it doesn't attach well with your audience. And all of a sudden your revenue stream drops and you have to consider getting a real job. Like, I, I feel for you. That's what's so hard for me at the moment is like stuff like obviously the car going. I I can't focus enough on Dice 8 to give it the amount of attention I should. Like, I felt really bad today because I was like, I mean, I, I should just sit down and edit one of those videos. I said I was going to do it before Christmas and get all of them done when I had like time and just didn't. And I looked and the last thing that I uploaded onto Dice 8 was in November. <laughs> and I, it's, it's understandable. It's Christmas and obviously all the crap's gone wrong. But then the, if I put... I think I could make Dice it better. I think I could do a better job. But the amount of time I'd have to put into it means I couldn't go to work. You know, I have EV during the day. So in my evenings at the minute is spend time doing Dice it, spend time doing painting commissions, or go to work. And the like the, the monetary rewards for focusing on Dice at the moment aren't high enough for me to be able to prioritize it. And it's, I feel guilty about it, that I kind of half-ass it now. Yeah. And, I mean, I just want to, like I said, the, if I do the painting commissions, I can stop taking painting commissions. I can be done. And then I don't have that pressure. Then it's just work or dice hate. And then I can kind of, like, once paid down the stupid engine or whatever, then work doesn't have to be as top priority. So rather than feeling guilty about it, I'm just going to do what I can, you know, keep chipping away, keep ticking over, and then try and just get into a position where I can give it the attention without it sacrificing a different part of life. But it's difficult. Yeah, no, I understand. I genuinely understand. I mean, we've been doing this for nearly three three years, two years. If we go back to, like, so there was a break between the old show, Nova Squadron Radio, and this one. But if we, God, how long ago did we start Nova Squadron Radio? But even just whack of focus, we've taken one week off since we started. I I think there was one where you guys couldn't make it at all, and I did a real show on my own. It was like an hour-long thing, which I don't count as a week off. But yeah, then we took, awesome. yeah, we took one show off this Christmas just gone, where I just did like a ten minute thing, which I will say we missed a show. But that's one in. I feel like it's two and a half years. 
Yeah. We want 68, yeah, 68 shows. I told you, I how, where did, all right, so we're almost there. We're almost there because the joke episode we did when second edition got now announced and we pretended like Nova Squadron Radio never stopped and we yes. got everyone together and pretended like it was, that was episode 70 of Nova Squadron Radio, correct? Yeah. So Something we, like that, yeah. We're a month away. We yeah. are a month away from surpassing the amount of episodes, which is basically translated into, I recognize Sean, I think Sean, I'm trying, oh God, I don't even, Sean I, I was like, before me and I was episode five or something like that. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Sean was episode two, I couldn't remember if it was two or three, and then I and then yours I knew was five, but basically what that means is that we've basically done almost 140 episodes of content over yeah. the course of seven years so we've been going for two and a half years by an episode every two weeks here yes yeah and i this is we're lucky in that i don't well i for me anyway it doesn't really feel like work especially no god like when craig works it's really good i i Editing so much easier than it used to be. I remember when I took over doing editing for you, and it was terrible. I was it was such as I had no idea what I was doing. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that for you. That's fine. Yeah, I can do that." Typical Chris being a moron. <laughs> and like the sound was off, and I even when we we came back and started doing this one, the sound quality of those first like ten episodes are all over the place as we're kind of finding our feet again and. Switching from Skype to Discord, and that was probably the single best decision, to be honest with you. Because yeah. that, like, even getting to record Skype was a shit. I wish we had. I don't know how long OBS has been around. I wish we had known about OBS back then, because <laughs> it would have been yeah. so much easier to do it. Even in OBS, it would have been so much easier. Oh dear, it was. Well, yeah, it was so much better. Right, we hang out for a little bit get Craig in and when he doesn't flip out on us, it just works. And I, I have everyone's audio channels level of level off the audio and then we're pretty much set. Like I now know what it looks like when Ed says, Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of and uh, that's where you, you start and So I told I told I think I've shared this with you before, but I told you before I used to do I remember taking advice from Kenny from the, oh, God. Him and Chambalaya's show. Castle Run. Yeah, but their the 40K show. No, no. The heroic something. God, I can't remember. It'll, I, Kenny. Yeah, that's that could be right. That sounds about right. My point being is, I remember he did a he did an episode where he talked about podcasting. He talked about what you know the stuff that he did, and one of the things that he does in his refining of it was editing out all the ums and ahs. And I spent I want to say forty episodes of Nova Squadron Radio going through and editing out people's ums and ahs and dead space. I'm man, sorry, you're... man. I'm so sorry. So, Sean, you don't. It's I fine. Sean, I was going to be the one that point you out. I was like, I know Sean's um in Audacity, like the back of my hand. <laughs> so Audacity now, you just select it all and then truncate the silence, and then it'll just shorten it up. So my speech pattern's a lot better on the podcast than it is in real life. But it's fine. <laughs> my my diction 
Oh, do I still have this in my favourites? This is an amusing anecdote. There we go. Diction exercises. Um, why should you do diction exercises? Because your speech content may be great, you may look fantastic, but unless your audience can easily understand what you're saying, your message is seriously compromised. So, to do some diction, shall we do some diction exercises? What, tips for beginners. B words. Betty bought a bit of butter, but she found that butter bitter. So Betty bought a bit of better butter to make the bitter butter better. Or, boy bud, black bud, black bug, boy bug. And then we have D words. Two dozen d dinner napkins. Two dozen double d dinner napkins. H words. How was Harry hastened so hurriedly from the hunt? <laughs> James just jostled Jean gently. Good lord. Wow. You do what about before, before I'll do the S's because what everyone it's me, everyone's waiting for me to do the S's. Um so um where are we? The shrewd shrew sold Sarah seven silver fish slices. <laughs> you do this when we're not around. No, I, I I added this page uh when I first started doing Dice on YouTube, and then I've never really looked at it properly since. But it's the um but getting warmed up so I can do my proper podcasting voice and be in a nice I sit up straight, use diction into a microphone. You know New York, you need New York, you know you need unique New York. Round the rugged rocks, the rugged rascal run. Round the rugged rocks, the rugged rascal run. Reading and writing are ritually rewarding. Good Lord. Yeah. All these things you can do to improve your speech and your enunciation. I should probably do all of these before I sit... Are you trying to suggest something? Are you trying to say the word? No, I'm just say I, all of the stuff that I could do if I cared about our listeners to make sure I didn't sound as terrible as I normally do. Because yeah. I'm, like, I'm now sat up and talking into a mic properly, but I'm not looking at the camera. So, you know, Ed and Sean can't see me. It's not as good. So I just go back to switching and it just doesn't matter. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it'd be different when we were recording the show <laughs> for camera. Like we would do things that, like right now I'm leaning back in my chair. Like I, I'm, I've got the, the mic a little bit further away. Uh, I shuffle around in my chair. I wouldn't be doing that if we were on camera for the show. I'm only doing it for you guys. <laughs> oh, but it's good. I, I do like uh, playing around, especially because I hate my voice so much when I listen back to it. And oh. I just, I hate it so much. Oh boy, let me tell you, that was the worst part of editing Nova Squadron right here. By far. By far the worst part of it. I hate the sound of my own voice. It's the thing I find being the DM as well is trying to do different voices. Is I can't do voices. I it's just Chris talking with an accent, which I, I'll try and vary up the word like the locale. Uh, the regional dialects for like, just British accents but because it's all Americans none of you fuckers know anyway it all, it's all <laughs> sounds the same it all sounds the same yeah that's where like critical hit like ruined D&D for every other fucking group in the country like that's not what real D like you don't have professional voice actors around the table doing that shit okay it's always every shopkeeper sounds exactly the same every old woman has the same voice it like you like you don't have that that's not real D and D. Uh, I, the thing I try and do 
uh, a lot is I'll try and use different word, a different vocabulary. So when Strad's talking, it should be different to when Chris is talking. So that there's a, there's a definite shift in your tone whenever you speak. Whenever you're speaking as Strad, but uh, Strad's the important one. Uh, arena is really hard because I'm trying to not lead the story because as much as Curse of Strad is Arena's story, and that's why it's a shit module. Sorry, Ed. Um, <laughs> I didn't know uh, that going in. I'd never, I never. I, I mean, I campaign settings I had never played in before. I had heard about Ravenloft. Ravenloft looked cool. Kind of give you the old like Hammer film. For, you know, oh, one of the recommendations like, that I, I would recommend is if you have a female character. Remove Arena from the game and make the female character embody all of the aspects of Arena. So no spoilers for anything, but everything that happens to Arena, you just make happen to one of the player characters, and it's Instead. fine. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, then it's a party story. Agreed. Because like, what if we just decided, ah, fuck it, I don't care about her, and like moved on. Like, legitimately, there's no other way of knowing. Like, there's, uh, oh, there's that, would you help my sister? But I could have, we could have gone in a completely different direction. Yeah, and... but that's a question. The answer can be no. Okay, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can true. you help me? Can you help my sister? Nope. No, nope, oh, well, sorry. Well, no, cool. Well, that was a nice game. What do you want to play next? <laughs> I mean, so she's so that... not essential. Right, Arena isn't essential to a plot. If she dies, it's really not relevant. But all of the driving parts of the story are to do with so I, you can still go through, but your motivation to defeat Strad is supposed to be to save Arena. But it's like, what about if you just don't care? Like, if I do a really shit job of role playing Arena and you guys just don't care about her, then it's it's relevant, isn't it? It is. It's very relevant. That's sort of, I wish Chad were here for this one because it reminds me of the very first time I so I went through a period of time we Chad and I went through a period of time uh, in three point five where we were doing Living Greyhawk. Uh, the thing that I loved first of all I love the Greyhawk setting period. Um, the thing that I loved about uh, Living Greyhawk in the RPGA was that I could get a game of D and D every Saturday and know that I'm going to be committing about two hours. From beginning to end of module, they were short enough. They were digestible pieces. Um, I could go in. The DMs were prepared. They knew what the story was. You go in, you play. And instead of normal D&D, the way that I envision normal D&D, where it's a character campaign, and like if I stab that guy and I take his wallet or his coin purse or his sword, it's mine. But Living Greyhawk had to be written so that anybody that played that particular module all got the same stuff in the end. So, it's effectively Adventures League now. Yeah, it's, it's, the thing, it's exactly the same thing that Adventures League is now. The point was, I can I will never forget the first time that Chad played his first um, Living Greyhawk game, and he was a thief, and he lifted money from a person's purse, and he's like, okay, I'm going to write that down on my character sheet. And the DM's like, yeah, no, you need to get all, all the available treasure is available at the end that you need to buy. And he looked at that man like he had three heads, like, what the fuck are you, what do you, what do you mean? Because that's the way that it worked out. Here's a list of all the treasure that was coming in. Here's the amount of gold and experience you got. If you want any of these pieces, you need to pay for them. And he's like, yeah. but I stole that money. And for him, I know that took him a long time to wrap his head around because it shattered sort of the, it broke the fourth wall uh, a little. It, it does break the verisimilitude of the situation. Like you're no longer playing that character as if you were that character. You're playing a character in a game. 
Yes. See, I can be Matt Colville better than Matt Colville. Or maybe just as well, because he does just as many videos as I do at the moment. Right, right. God. But my, but that... I, I'm, just, sorry, I'm just salty. So people who don't know, Matt Colville uh, did a lot of Kickstarter stuff to get people to pay for his studio so he could run his D&D game. And then they started, and he got... It turned out that he's much better at talking about being a DM and being a DM from the looks of it. And yeah. um, like just ended his game because he didn't know where to go. But it's like, okay, well, I hope you enjoy all that Patreon money and, you know, all of the Kickstarter money you got just to do this. And I, his content's really good. When but is I was like, just, yeah, it, 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 I hate it because I see myself in it because he's like, oh, I'm going to do a, a series of videos breaking down 2001 A Space Odyssey. And he'll do two out of the three. <laughs> I just make that last fucking video. Like, what the hell? If, I hate you. I, I don't want to see your face, but I, just, I want to sit and listen to you talking about this thing. I, I don't care. I'm not even interested. But you told me two thirds of a story now. Now I need to know how it ends. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, dear. Not like, you know, me leaving you guys on a cliffhanger of, okay, so Chad spots his giant monster in a corner and then not telling you what happens for six weeks. <laughs> Was it six weeks? Uh, it was November twenty. I keep looking at calendar, but like I've changed it to this year, so it makes no difference now. Um, it was, I think it was like November twenty. Again, I, I'm sat at my computer. I don't need to guess. This is a knowable prose. I can look this up and be right. Yeah. <laughs> Content. I put the last video out on November twenty sixth. The last X Wing video I put out was October twenty second. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sad times. Sad times. But all the stuff's still sat in boxes. I've not opened any of it to make the content. And I can't open it until I tidy the table up, and the table's just getting messier and messier. Yeah. I'll do a a screen grab of it before we finish and put it on uh, the Discord so people can see what we're talking about. (laughs) I I don't know. Do you want to describe what what the train wreck is behind me? So... Basically behind Chris, Chris has his studio set up that he's got. So he's got all these bookshelves. You can see all the good games on there. I can see the updated version of Curse of Strahd. Is that a real Titan sitting beside Curse of Strahd? Or is that a cardboard? Uh, It's the cardboard cutout from the uh, Adeptus Titanicus release. Okay, that's all I was just double checking. Because if that's a real Titan. I almost brought home, and I probably could still bring them home, the uh, seven-foot-tall Indomitus Space Marine. And the seven foot cut all Dark Crusade Space Marine. I have them in the store, but I just don't, I have nowhere to put them. So like, they would just be sitting I, in the background. I have a great place that is seven foot tall. If space you want like, shipping, because I checked it for someone else, shipping to the US is like 200 Canadian dollars. Fuck. So, so yeah, eight, there you go. Fuck. <laughs> so, anyway, to get to the seven foot tall. <laughs> To continue painting the scenes, on uh, my left, his right, he's got all of his, you know, um, Ikea clear cabinets with all of his X-Wing and other miniatures in there. And then behind him directly is this beautiful, dark mahogany table with stacks and stacks of open cardboard boxes and what look like plastic bags. And I see some X-Wing stuff sitting there. Like, it's just the entire table is just covered with stuff. Covered in what I like to call garbage. <laughs> Unfortunately, 
I like to call it garbage. I don't treat it as garbage. I treat it as if it were some form of like precious treasure that must be protected and never thrown away. So I've I have that same feeling every 40k model that I own. Yeah. Oh. But I think so just behind my head here, you can see the new alien board game. Oh yes I can. The, the Gale Force 9 one. Ooh. Then Behind my head now is the new Infinity Defiance Kickstarter, which I was really excited about. So I opened all of those up. I cleared a space on the table, opened them all up to check all the pieces, um, and they're all in there. So that went back on the shelf. Um, above the Aliens game, so here, I could just point. So here we have the, what edition of 40K are we on now? Nice. So this is the 8th edition, Collector's Edition 40K. Ooh. This is the 7th edition... Gene Steeler Cult Collector's Edition. Ooh. Um, this is Chaos in the Old World, um, one of the FFG games. It's really what good. The, what are the Black Library hardback books I saw? Um, so, oh, that one's here. That, that, oh, even right here. here. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that beautiful box. Uh, number 728. I can't even remember which one it is. So I don't even know what book it is. Let's say on it. Indominus. Yeah, yeah. I it should have been Indominus. Yeah. I did have the Dark um, Crusade one or whatever the last one was, but I gave that to the same person who I was going to send the Space Marine statue to if it didn't cost $200 to ship. Wait, so it's a statue? It's not no, a card sorry, It's a card book, sorry, but you know what I mean. It's cardboard. It can't be weight. So on the stairs, as you come down into... No, it's size. As you come down, I also have from the last Blood Bowl release, not the latest one, they did um, foam fingers, you know, like the old wrestling fingers. So oh. you've got an um, an Ark and Reichland Reavers finger. And this here is the referee's hat from that pack. Oh, my God, this that's awesome. It's got ref written on it. That's awesome. Yeah. I've been staring at a lot of that stuff for 70-some episodes almost, yeah, and I never uh, There's my Star Wars where I go up there. I saw that. That I've seen before. Yeah. There, there's my old functioning original Game Boy right there. Oh, we don't talk about old functioning original Game Boys. Bad memories. There's a face hugger ready to jump off my <laughs> my, my my bookshelf in my general direction. The yeah. entire uh, Game of Thrones, all the, the <laughs> all of that thing there. It's not the entirety of Game of Thrones because it's not done yet. And well, it never right. will. As much as it actually is printed. <laughs> uh, we, we should probably stop talking about what... If I, I'm going to close out and then we'll stop talking about what we can see because that's a really dull audio experience. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a video show at some point. Uh, we'll do a video in focus. But I have also a stone, which Evie gave me, which sits on my computer desk. Aww. It was a gift from my daughter, so I have a pebble. Alright, we're going to talk about kid gifts. <laughs> Lego Darth Vader. Always sits right near the computer. Lego Darth Vader. My daughter gave that to me. As you guys can see, kids gift my Razor Crest, right? You know. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're getting the listener experience because yeah. Sean doesn't have a camera. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, well, fun times. Fun um, time. So we did have the main topic of um, what we're looking forward to in 2021. That was our like other talking point, wasn't it? So I think so, yeah. So, yeah, Sean, uh, I we, we, you... we oh, nailed hey. off some books as well, didn't we? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we now also we've been reading recently. So yeah. you had just well, finished. But you're right. Sean's not talked spoke for a while. Yeah. But we're going to make Sean talk. 
then all of that truncated silence we'll get to do. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you get to edit out all the ums and ahs and. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the patrons don't pay me enough to edit out the ums and ahs, Sean. So we'll, just, uh, <laughs> well, damn it, they need to pay you more. <laughs> Um, so what I've been reading lately, uh, I started back on my 2001 Space Odyssey series, but I started with 2010 because I don't want to go through the nightmare of 2001 again, even though it's a really good book. It is a very hard read for me. Yeah, that's part, part, of it, part of it's because it's not really set within the same kind of uh, universe as 2010. It's a little bit different. And if you've ever seen the movie... 2010 and never read the book most of the stuff in the movie is like an amalgamation of what the book is so there's a lot of things in there i'm not going to spoil it i'd rather you read the book and see the difference but the book's from the 60s if you haven't the movie was from the 80s if you haven't oh yeah no i i understand i understand where you're coming from but like that, that's a really old book series in a movie well, series. There, there's a lot of things in it you know like uh if you compare the the scene where they send the probe out to Europa is actually replaced, or that replaced the scene in the book where the Xi'an, the Chinese mission, landed and then was assaulted by the sea creature um, and then destroyed. And so that was replaced. Max, who goes out in a in a craft, doesn't do it in the book, you know, so he doesn't get blown back to Earth as part of Bowman's whatever you want to call it, his recollection before before uh, Jupiter blows up. There's a whole difference. That's like an entire different storyline, actually. So, the way that I always equate that particular book and movie series is like this. Hey, do you remember that cool book by Isaac Asimov called I, Robot? Yeah, that was a good book, right? Like a lot of people point to that as a as – a, a, um, a milestone in science fiction. And then Will Smith came along and made a movie called I, Robot – yeah, it's loosely based on that book. But if you yeah. read the book, see the movie, you're like, what the fuck is this? It's well, not even the same story. Ultimately, they're, they're, they parallel each other. You know, there are parallels. It's just different. It's I know, but in the book, does the guy say, I did not murder him? Yeah, no. <laughs> there you go. It's all, it's on that. Yeah. There you yeah. go. See? But that's so. the same thing Children of Men is, though. If you've seen the movie and read the book, they're not really the same story altogether. The book is really good. The movie is excellent. You know, for having those changes, I could accept those changes that they did in the movie. And Clive Owen was so good in that movie. It's unreal. Yeah. That was is, it, is it like when you watch the uh, the sequel trilogy and the Thrawn trilogy? It's like, oh, man. <laughs> You know that that that's an interesting that's an interesting thing because that's actually the series I'll reread next is the Heir to the Empire I series. In, I haven't read that in so long. I probably should. It's been a while. Yeah, I have all first edition or special edition hardbacks in my closet, and so I'm buying them on Kindle because I don't want to touch those again. Because or, or I'll have to put gloves on when I read it because they're that old. <laughs> yeah, um, they are. Even the paperbacks I got like so. It, I was a poor kid, so I couldn't afford the hardback. So I always had to wait for paperback whenever they were growing out. And so, but because those were all like six bucks when they came out, or five bucks, I forget where they were. But like, I still have all the first times those were printed. I know they're not nearly worth the same value as the hardback editions were, but I think I still have my originals. 
now I'm gonna I'm gonna go look when this is done. I'm pretty sure they're sitting back here. I haven't touched those in forever. I'm sure I've said this on the show before, but I remember I would have been in high school, so like 13, 14, and I bought because I didn't know any better. I bought um, Dark Force Rising and read that one before I read Earth of the Empire. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. But you know what? Right. You, you know what? You could, you could actually get away with that, sort of. Yeah, it was fine because I just was. I I wanted to not be as stupid as I would, so I thought reading might help. And um, I bought a book, <laughs> like Star Wars, buy Star Wars books. See what this is all about. I'm trying yeah, to think. Good. I'm trying to think. Never look back, Sean. Never look back. Right. I'm trying to think of what the. It is really bothering me because I cannot remember the title of the book, but I've read it three times. It's the Stephen King's fantasy novel. Oh, that's the oh, uh, um, Gunslinger. No, not Gunslinger. It's the one about the wizards. Um, the Dark Tower series all in that same group? This is kind of an offshoot of that. It's not Dark It preceded Dark Tower. Um, oh, all right. Not, you're pulling up Stephen King. I should know this off the top of my head. Yeah, but it's it's literally the book about the wizards. I don't have it anymore, so I can't go grab it and say, "Oh, this is it." But I'll I'll find it on Kindle and and reread it. But so that's kind of kind of one of my goals for 2021 was to get back into reading books rather than YouTubing, you know, half my life away. Um, <laughs> I heard that, brother. You know, with with. Now I'm a, I'm pretty much a recluse anyway. I do go to I have a Wednesday night game group that prior to COVID we would meet at you know uh, one or two, one one or another guy's house. We were just talking about it the other night about uh, possibly getting together here pretty soon, you know. And of course it's after vaccines and all that. And um, and and you know I've already talked about I talked about this in the last version, the first edition version of this show. About even after COVID is done, I'm still going to wear a mask because this is the first year that I haven't had the, any type of colds or ear infections or sinus infections. And I, I equate that all to not having to breathe the same air as other people. Um, so or at least breathe the same air directly anyway, um, which is good. Um, but for me, you know, when we talked about, I think in the last show, 2020, you know, and how it affected everybody. And really 2020 hasn't affected me greatly because I don't go out and do a lot. Like I'm not a movie goer. I'm not a restaurant goer, really. Once in a while, I would go out to eat at a restaurant with my son. But none of that really was me. If, if I'm going to do it, it's drive through. If I do that, normally I cook for myself or I'll order like a restaurant that you can go pick it up at. So, you know, 2021, I think is, I think for me, what I would like to start doing in 2021 is using my painting stuff that I have for minis instead of using this Canadian guy that I know all the time <laughs> um, to try to alleviate some of it. You know, so I don't know. You know, I, I'm just looking forward to 2021. It'll be a, it's probably not going to change much. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's probably not going to change much for a while, you know. For you, Ed, it'll change a little bit, but I hope. Well, ultimately, it won't because other people won't be vaccinated yet. You know, it's going to take a while to get all those people vaccinated so they can start opening up the the game rooms and all that type of stuff for people to go back out and play games without high risk. You know that 
that'll lower the risk. But you're still going to have the people that refuse to get the shots, and so you still have the those those categories of people too. So, well, even getting the shot. So, like, so I asked this question specifically whenever I was getting my my vaccine. I was like, all the vaccine does is prevent me from getting sick. Correct. It doesn't prevent me from carrying it. And it doesn't prevent Correct. me from transmitting it. Correct. So while I agree that it's been great that I'm going to have it for my own safety, there are still five other human beings that live in this house that don't have a vaccine currently Correct. and could still be infected, could still be infected. So it's not like I'm going to change my behavior because I have, um, because I've got the vaccine. I happen to be in your same camp. I think, I think that's one thing that 2020 taught me that I'm going to move forward and moving forward in my life. I'm going to, I may not go the same route that you've gone as far as keeping the mask on all the time, but I'm absolutely going to be more conscious about how often I'm washing my hands, how often I'm touching my face, how often I'm using hand sanitizer, little simple things like touching door handles, do like stuff like that, carrying hand sanitizer. With like, I don't think that those behaviors are ever going to go away in me now because you're right. I had the same thing. I had, was not sick in the year 2020. My children were not sick in the year 2020. That is in, that is an impossibility <laughs> when you have four kids, one in high school, one in middle school, and two in the lower grades. Uh, you've got a multiple petri dishes that you're coming home every like we were getting sick all the time before so like that didn't happen in 2020 and the reason for it is because of that that no contact right now we're gonna go back to school but that doesn't mean that new behaviors haven't that aren't going to be adopted at least by me personally <laughs> well and we don't know you know the other side of it too is we don't know what the overall effect of this vaccine will be on the longevity of it you know how long Will you have an immunity if you're getting it through the vaccine mm-hmm. or, or how long will it be? You know, how long will that last? Is it going to be like a flu shot ever? Is it going to be because here's the deal. The moment one person doesn't get vaccinated means it's still out there. Yeah. And now if two people now you have a chance for for it to mutate. And three people, you have a bigger chance for it to mutate further. So that's the whole problem here is that even though because I plan on getting vaccinated the moment I can, and and I probably could. I could probably go get it if I wanted to. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to the amount of people that aren't vaccinated and how how long or how how prolific this stays within that community. Because if it does run out, you know, if you have to do it like flu shots, then you're religiously going to have to do it like a flu shot, and yep. that's and that's the unknown about this right now because. It really wasn't tested for 12 months. It wasn't tested for 24 months. And and I'm not talking about side effects. I could care less about side effects. I had the anthrax shot when I was in the military. So I could care less about, you know, what people talk about side effects or the potential things it can do or whatever. I Trust me, after that, I could care less. There's nothing that scares me more than that shot ever did. But that's the thing is that just will people continue to perpetuate this and that's what'll make 2021 interesting in my opinion is for those that get vaccinated how will it be with those that don't get shots right and like even i'm going to do my damnedest not to get political with my next statement but operation warp speed has been coming up a little short um, with distribution, it seems like all the frontline workers uh, are are doing well. They've delivered from the last time that I heard well over three million vaccinations. But we're a country of three hundred million people. That's that's one percent. 
there's still 99% of the people that don't have it yet. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's where, that's where it kind of gets interesting. I think, you know, is, is that number there and how fast can they, how fast can they hit that? What is it? 70, 75% herd immunity. Yeah. Well, through, 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 you know, through vaccine, it's, it's going to be difficult, I think, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Either way, I'm not changing how I live my life. So it's not going to affect me one bit. 2021 is just a replay of 2020 with the exceptions of a few different changes. And, and I have a new computer. So, Hey, that's a good start. (laughs) You've got a head start onto it now. All right. At 2020, not necessarily caught us all by surprise, but normally knew what to expect going into it. Whereas in now, it's just it's just normal. Like another thing I'm looking forward to is, like I said, just being able to play a game of X-wing in person again, or like even the group where we were playing Arkham, um, we didn't meet up and we've not played the last scenario that we're on. I'm pretty sure we're up to like the last scenario, and we've not played that yet. Just being able to do that again and it just be normal, but yeah, I run. I miss running events. I miss being able to be out in the community and do things, and it's hard. But yeah, I'm, hopefully it'll get better. And so the, the main thing I'm looking forward to is being past the point where I should have been there because, like, I just had to spend stupid money on a stupid engine. So <laughs> once that's paid for, you know. But that was the other thing. Like that just. As we we discussed earlier when I was talking about dice eight stuff, like it's not a New Year's resolution because I don't do resolutions because it's bullshit. You know, it doesn't matter when you start. You don't have to wait till the first of January to start your new diet. You don't have to start until you know. If you stop, you don't have to wait till next year to, to have another go. Just that's the most you ever for getting into shape. By the way, be the change that you want to see. But um, all right, just actually tackling problems head on and getting it done. I want to just do this painting just get it done then i don't have to do it anymore then i can move on to the next thing and just that all over i was going through i think i've probably said in the past i've got like far too many infinity armies because it's all the models are really nice and they all all the factions have like a cool aesthetic to them and it, you, you only need 10 models to play infinity so it's really easy to just you know dip in and then they did a thing where they re- re- released mercenary companies which would be like some I've got I've got most of the models for this army already. So I just get a couple of these other models because it combines like two factions together to form a mercenary company. And it's like, oh, I've already got most of them. But because cause it's me, I'm like, oh, I know I've got got everything. So I was going through just trying to sell those. That's what that that gray box there is just boxes still unopened of Infinity stuff. So I was like selling that stuff and just going through and I. I can, I can roll this into X-Wing talk, though. Are you, are you ready for how I'm going to do this? I'm ready. So I was going through, I listed a load of stuff online, uh, picking a faction, I'm just going to get rid of all of that, and then separating out all of the collector's pieces that I just had, because if I do that faction, I want a nice model, you know. And then uh, I got a message from Alex Davies, like, oh, I'll buy that for you. Aww. So, so I was chatting to Alex and sent him some models, and because um, obviously a lot of the guys from FFG played X Wing, and uh, so who met through doing X Wing played Infinity as well. So I was chatting with Alex about what he's been working on. He sent me some pictures of his models and stuff like that. Yeah, 
So Alex is still doing good. Uh, uh, sad times, but yeah, I'm glad Alex about Infinity. It makes sense to me that he he's a painter. That that should have that 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 absolutely should have just rang true with me with him. Yeah, yeah. he is working. I'll, I'll tell you just for people who know what any of these words will mean. He is currently working on his words this picture. Um, his Akari, which is one of the mercenary companies. Hmm. Uh, I'll post an image in our private chat for you so you can see Alex's painting. To do again, awesome radio. Yep. Oh, hang on one second. And then Sean, Sean, is this going to be me and you? Is Ed's on the phone. No, he's, he's back. Gotcha. Okay. I'm back. That was my son left his phone down here. He's got an alarm to remind him to. Ooh, those are good. Uh, he's got an alarm on his phone to remind him to test. And for some reason, his phone's sitting here for some reason. <laughs> Yeah. Which uh, which figures are those? Those are pretty so that's sharp. From the uh, the JS, so Akari Company is the Japanese sectorial sectorial, and um, then adds in some. Uh, what is? I want to say adds in. Oh man, one of those goddamn remotes I hated. I think it might be Hackerslam. It adds in. Can't remember now. But they they basically used to be able to have a couple of really key pieces but then you'd fill it out with chaff and then you could just deep strike in four throwaway units that had weapons that auto hit and um yeah just really annoying to play against but they've been toned down now so it's good fun those are beautiful though yeah it's pretty pretty good work there yeah we were chatting for uh, back and forth for a while and it's good not spoke to him for a long time so and once he left and went on to Legion, he's like, I don't care about you anymore. You're not really a person to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, he. I don't know. I think he still had his finger in X Wing right up until the end. <laughs> oh, when, when I couldn't, you know, tap him for any upcoming secrets, I stopped caring about his opinions, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so stuff I'm looking forward to in 2021. I, I'm the exact opposite, I guess, of Sean, and the fact that I'm really looking forward to being able to get out again. Um, I didn't realize how much. I'm so I'm a bit of a homebody, but not by choice. Uh, simply because of my work it takes me an hour to drive to work, an hour to drive back. Then I have dinner, and by that point in time, it's like seven o'clock. After that, I'm like, eh, it's thirty minutes to drive to the game store. Uh, I'm never going to make that complaint again because now I don't have that option. Uh, Tuesday nights used to be our regular game night, whether it be X Wing or 40K or whatever the hell it is. And I can't even walk into a store. Like, I'm even, like, weird about, like, I, I try to continue to patronize them so that they can keep the lights on. So every time I need, like, new paints or something like that, I walk in, get something, and I walk out. But I, I see the stuff there, and I want to I, I want to play. And I know I mentioned this in the last cut of this one, but I love films. I love the movie experience. I love getting popcorn and paying over, you know, $12 for a Coke that really cost them 82 cents to make and getting the bucket for the year. So you can just get all the popcorn just put into there and going to movies. I love the entire in theater experience. Um, and I've not gone to a movie in 2021, which or 2020, which is really freaking bizarre to me. Um, so uh, I'm looking in like even silly things like, like my wife and I used to do date nights all the time and date nights would include, 
we're going to go to the shooting range together, or we're going to go to dinner together, or we're going to go here, or we're going to go there. And we can't do any of that, which is super insane to me. So that's what I'm looking for. And I don't know that we're going to get there. I don't know that we're going to get there by summer. I don't know that my kids aren't going to start school um, going back to being online. Like, I, I don't know. I would have thought that over the summer... I. Love him or hate him, that's one of the things that Trump, uh, President Trump did say that I really thought I was going to agree with it when things got warmer, that this virus really would have been tamped down like you would a cold uh, virus, like you would have like the flu virus. It would have just been tamped down. It would have gotten down to a minute. But it didn't. It didn't do that. So I don't even have that safety to even con- to think that, oh, when summer comes around, maybe, just maybe, we'll be able to, to start going out in public again. So that's really what I'm looking forward to. And I don't know that 2021 is going to be much different from that perspective as 2020 was. I, think, I really do feel like this is going to be a two-year ordeal before we get to that close to, the, like Sean was saying, like that 70 75% for herd immunity before we're even in a place where stuff like that's going to be normal. And then I don't know where movie theaters are going to be by that. Like, I mean, already you had what? Warner Brothers already announced like their entire docket, everything from Dune. I wanted to freaking see Dune. I haven't. I wasn't even excited by the goddamn Maverick movie because it's you know fifty years later that they decided to do a sequel to Top Gun. But I wanted to see it anyway. Darn it! And I didn't get to see that. I didn't get to see Dune. I didn't get to like. like and I didn't get to see anything. And it's oh. I, I'm I'm just looking forward to some some semblance of normal existence. One of the things we used to do all during the summer is we used to have campfires in the backyard. I've got a I've got a fire pit in the backyard and I'd throw a post up on Facebook and like seven people at random would just show up to the house with beer and we'd sit in the backyard and we'd burn wood in the backyard and just sit around and drink and, and on a Saturday night. I miss doing stuff like that. I miss going out camping. I miss going out and getting it. I miss vacationing like normal and going out and seeing the world. And all of that went away. And I just want some pieces of that back. But I don't know that this is the year that that's going to happen. I'm hopeful, but I'm definitely more cautious. I think if nothing else, 2020 has taught me like this isn't going anywhere and I don't feel safe yet. Yeah, I don't know. I. I miss going to a cinema, but like for last year, because I think me and Joel got to go together like maybe twice. So I, it was literally something that I would do. So I, I've kind of replaced it with I'll sit down here and watch something on my own, and that's how I get my like break. But yeah, definitely the social side of it. Like I think me and Joel, it's weird because it's not really affected my personal life as much because obviously my job is running games, so most of my gaming was in work time yeah kind of thing so i it's definitely weird for me um i'm looking forward to not feeling guilty about not cashing in on the pandemic uh there's so much extra uh people watching like youtube videos and all of that stuff Uh, if i wasn't a moron and had have actually pushed the channel it could have been a good thing but i uh (laughs) I I'm looking forward to either being in a position where I can do work on Dice Hit again or the pandemic being over. Whichever one of those things comes first, you know? Yes, I agree. One hundred percent. Gotta take the uh the positives with it. So if a positive is that I actually get to um make Dice Hit properly work, that'll be a good enough thing for me. And 
Yeah, it's hard because obviously Jill works in the IC. Jill's actually on the um, the COVID unit, the COVID pod at the moment. Is what they call it. So she's one one of the physios who works with all the COVID patients at the moment. So like, eh, it's mm. not nice. It's not fun, but it's part of a job. So any uh, any I was the last time. Yeah, we did better last time. We, we had all of that talk about me breaking NDAs and all of the, the fun stuff. Which we just don't have to bother with this time around. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, we did a couple of books that we'd finished as well, didn't we? So I know. Right. Well, um, I think one of the other things like. Touch on those and then wrap up. You had mentioned that you do not believe in New Year's resolutions. One of the New Year's resolutions I had I laid out for myself um, was to read the Stormlight Archives, which is uh, Brandon Sanderson's uh, series of books. Um, those books are beefy beefy tomes um the first of course being uh way of kings which is well over a thousand pages and like i thought that i'd read books like i chewed my way through um dance of dragons which is like a 795 page tome um his first book is the smallest of a thousand six pages or whatever the hell it is and then way of uh way of radiance is i think is the, the second book in the series which is like a 1400 page like it's just been a gigantic barrier for me like oh god do i even want to get into something that big that's insane but that was one of my new year's resolutions so i've started way of kings i'd finished uh i'm waiting for the next book to come out from the black library on the indominus in the indominus series but i finished um avenging sun which was really good that was really more what i was looking for uh indominus was cool don't get me wrong like i said bolter porn but this one was more around the stuff like the back end stuff of how the primaris marines came along so there's some more reading i want to get done uh Sean's now got me wanting to dig out my Thrawn trilogy stuff and maybe add that to the list as well. So those are those are kind of things that I want to do as far as the in twenty twenty beyond that is for for reading. Yeah, uh, I went back to revisit the um, well, two of my very different favorite trilogy, well sagas, I suppose. So I'm reading the Belgariad at the moment by David Eddings. That's like a five book series. I finished Pawn of Prophecy, which is the first one. I'm on Queen of Sorcery at the moment. And that's like real classic fantasy tropes and um like following the predetermined prophecies or are you making it happen and the hero's journey and all of that kind of stuff. And then on the on Audible, I'm listening to the Serpent War Saga by Remini Feast, and um, that's again one of my favourite. Um, that's four books, and I really enjoy that as much as I think The Magician's probably one of the best fantasy books ever written. This one's set kind of later in the timeline, and it the characters and the, the levels of um, I can't think of word now, but mistakes at each level of the story because you've got like the normal people who don't really know anything about magic and have never seen a magician what their lives are going through and then you've got like the people who interact with both sides and you've got magicians and then you've got uh, all of these things and how it the interplay and how it interacts and i that that is my goal uh, that's my uh my, uh, I can't think of a word now. I, I was all, all smart and then the word went away. Resolution. Uh, no, um, oh, my, my masterpiece. What would it be called? Magnum Opus. Magnum Opus, that's the one. That is what I was grasping for. If I could do 
a D&D campaign that it, as you basically you as your low level you're in you're living in this world but every time you go level up you go deeper and deeper and deeper and I think I really like the inspiration from it because as a DM it kind of rather than having the this is the the threat to a world that you guys are facing oh you beat that one this is the next threat to a world it's like now that wasn't even a threat this is the actual thing and trying to how you tell that kind of story is always interesting to me um, that, that's two things i could recommend for people to revisit some old books horn of prophecy is from 1982 Ooh. yeah i don't know how i missed that one by, by uh, the way the stephen king novel was the eyes of the dragon I was going to say 1984. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm reading and doing. Um, I, probably, I picked up um, Light of the Jedi, is it? The new High Republic book. Um, so I'll probably try and squeeze that in at some point, but All no right, promises. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I want to. I do want to check that out. Because, all right, so I'm not one... I, I freely admit that I am not a gigantic fan of Kathleen Kennedy or the story group, and I feel like they've screwed up a lot of things. However, I'm not taking everyone's initial, this series sucks, it's SJW garbage. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to give it an honest-to-God chance, because there are pieces to that that sound to me very interesting, and I want to see where they go with it. I can tell you they made the very first mistake that I was afraid they were going to do. And Yoda's in it. Yoda, first thing. First first issue of the first comic book, Yoda's in it. And I'm like, oh! Like, yeah. Like, so, so for for a comic, so I'm not... I don't know... So I'm not... I won't buy... I'm not going to buy issues of comic books. Once they bring out the first graphic novel, I'll buy that. Yeah, but that's I what I'm going yeah. to do. Too. But for the actual hardback novel... I want to see where that is compared to... Because the only thing I'd seen was complaints about the comic book having Yoda in it, which I don't know. I'll see. I, I'm not... It's hard, So I don't care about Star Wars fans and their opinions. Like, your Star Wars is different to my Star Wars. And mm-hmm. I will I will espouse my opinions because I enjoy talking about it. But I'm not going to form my opinions based on other people's, if that makes sense. So... Yeah, no, exactly. I, I agree with that completely. I want to get my, I want to at least read the first book and get my own opinion on whether or not it's good or bad. I think the main thing that colored me is my, I'll click on it now. I'm going to click my YouTube and let's see what the algorithm recommends Star Wars wise for me. Uh, it's always just people like, she, she's about to be fired or why Disney hate you? Like every every other video is just some like, and it's just people wanting hate clicks. And I'm like, you know what? I, I, I don't care. Star Wars is Star Wars. You either like it or you don't. I don't. I'll enjoy what I enjoy, and you do you, man. It's fine. If you want to enjoy hating something that much, at least you get an enjoyment somewhere. Right. We'll see. Like I said, don't get me wrong. I accept the possibility that there is a very good to strong possibility that the story group screwed this up and it's awful and it's more along and more akin with um what the last jedi and uh rise, of, rise skywalker. of skywalker turned out to be 
and I'm not going to like it, and I'm going to hate it, and I'm going to regret buying it, but at least I'll know uh, from my own perspective that that is what it is, as opposed to someone else telling me that. Like, I've always been more of the, I want to form my own opinion, thank you very much. So, we'll see. I watched, um, obviously no spoilers, but I watched two episodes of Division. I've not touched it yet. Uh, I'm kind of waiting, so I, like, I'm kind of waiting for it, so I'm curious to see how that goes, to be honest with you. My- I, don't think, I don't think it would hurt to watch more of it in one chunk, because it's definitely supposed to not give you any answers. Like, someone was saying, one of my friends posted on Facebook, anyone else really confused about what's going on in WandaVision? I'm like, I've I seen a lot the of idea. that. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of that. I haven't watched it yet, but that's the whole point, and then there'll be a reveal at the end. Yeah, I, I'm not expecting to know what's going on until like the last episode kind of thing, and then it'll be season two and yeah. whatever. But no, exactly. it's, it's entertaining. No, there's that would recommend if you've got Disney Plus, you've probably already seen it. So whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway, any other book stuff, or shall we just close it up and um, hope that Craig didn't drop the ball on us again? I'm gonna hope that he didn't drop the ball on us. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. Okay. So I'll do all of my bits then, I suppose. Yeah. So you've got your little pieces you need to do. Yeah. I had a really long talk about all of the patron stuff last time. I can't remember any of it. So I'm just going to make it up as I go along. Uh, But I wanted to just start off by saying uh, I haven't sent out any of your Patreon rewards yet because uh, we've only got one car. So it's really difficult to get to the post office during the week because I can't effectively. But as soon as the other car is done, I was hoping it would have been yesterday so I could do them on Monday, but it's not. So they'll pro- they will go out at some point in January for all of those prizes and stuff. Um, for everyone who won, and everyone should get something. Um, one of the patrons, Alan, has been helping out, um, working on redesigning the lack of focus token as we speak, so that that will get recut. And then everyone who should have got something in. 2020 who didn't because i couldn't get the tokens cut because the person i was using um basically they were using a um a co-op group um laser and obviously it all closed down because of covid so um everyone who should have got something even if you are no longer a patron if you were a patron in 2020 i will send you what i would have sent you and then we can hopefully start up and get some new stuff designed as well um this year so Hopefully that'll go pretty well. Um, and yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can either support Dice Hate on Patreon or Lack of Focus. Uh, Dice Hate is just a once a month kind of thing, whereas in Lack of Focus, it bills for each episode of the podcast. The supplementary stuff we do, like the D&D stuff, I, we don't charge for. Any of the in-focus stuff we do, we don't charge for. But um, yeah, there's two ways of doing it. It's all appreciated equally um, with the environment we currently live in. Obviously, please don't tax yourselves. I've don't. said many, many times how awesome it is, how many like $1 patrons we we picked up. Like The amount that we get actually went up over the, uh, the pandemic. So um, I always pause and I have that moment. But yeah, I, I do appreciate it a lot and like I say I feel like I dropped the ball a little bit over December for the content and stuff but I'll, uh, I'll try 
no, I'm not going to promise because then I'd be Matt Colville and I'd just be lying to you. But I'll try. <laughs> and um, yes, yeah. not at all. Um, make sure you jump onto Discord. I got a few messages about uh, some ideas for um, stuff that people wanted to do. Uh, but it, just jump on the Discord is all, all I keep saying to people. And I say I don't have it muted. I'm available. I'm not going to say 24 7 because I still try to sleep occasionally. Occasionally. But, occasionally. Um, uh, people unless, post a painting on there. and Unless there are forces to send at two in the morning. <sighs> yeah. Look, if you want to play more Neptune's Pride, we can start another game. It's fine. I, I was I was thinking about that the other day too. Like, man, I missed that game. That was fun. Even though I lost every game, and if I if I hadn't partnered with Greg, I wouldn't have wouldn't have gone nearly as far. So, so insecure. Mad. You're so insecure about everything. Just be decisive. I'm so Stop bad. him in the back and twist. But you, I had the. I had that one guy that was in there that when I did do that, he's like, "This is the reason why I don't play these games." Nobody ever. Bruce, and I'm like, that's kind of the name of the game. Like, it's it's a winner take all kind of thing. At some point in time, I've got to stab you in the back to win. It's not even it. It's accepting that you the game can only end under this very strict win condition, right? So, and like the game doesn't get more fun. You don't develop new. To, it's not command and conquer. You know, there's no tech tree. It doesn't change from. Like day one to day fifty doesn't change. It's still clicking, clicking on blobs and moving the blobs around. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's very. It is. I'm not going to lie. It is very easy to take it personally. But I, I think the best thing to do is not hold any grudges going into a game, but hold as many grudges as you can whilst playing. As many grudges. <laughs> can i like that that is that is probably uh, very accurate within the game hold on to those grudges yes once the game is done it doesn't matter it was irrelevant none of it's real yes i agree completely all right so that's gonna do it for this one sean always good talking to you my friend yep it's great to, great to talk to you guys and looking forward to more of this in 21 oh can't wait can't wait chris always good talking to you Always good to be here. I'm looking forward to uh, another year. I, I've I was thinking about this when we had the break. I was like, should we have had the break? Are we going to keep doing this? Are we done? There's no X wing. Are we done? Like, no, no. no. So I, you know what? It, it doesn't matter, does it? Like, like, we just hang out and talk, and it's fine. Occasionally, so. occasionally we sprinkle in some X wing. It's not point time. Back to playing in the store. Like I'm itching to actually get some ships on the table, kind of thing. But it's like you said, it's a very different environment online. That's the reason, like, I'm not yeah. doing even K online. Like I tried it; it just wasn't for me. I know there's yeah. I, there's a competitive league going on every day. There's 50, 80 games going on a day. I can't do it. I've tried. It's just yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's us. I mean, uh, I've you've got your your usual lines, but usual uh, line? and, so I told people about the uh, Discord. Uh, Dice it Discord is a link in the show notes, and you can find us on Facebook as well, Lack of Focus Podcast on Facebook. And you can email us at lackoffocus at gmail.com. See, Chad, I do my job. It's fine. Good. He's, he'll be proud of you. All right, so that's going to do it for episode 68. I'm going to spend the rest of my evening trying to get my RGB all to like line up. I've got three quarters of it lined up, but the damn RAM is not working with Mystic Lights so off to see what I can do with that. So, anyway, I do hope you enjoyed this one. We will see you in the next one. And as always, guys, fly casual.
Thank you once again for joining the Lack of Focus X-Wing podcast. Check out Dice Hate Productions for all the latest episodes, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again next episode.